The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. And pull me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, friends, not quite 5 o'clock. A couple more hours and then we can get there. And maybe you can pour yourself a Caesar if you're so inclined, because today is Caesar Day in Canada. The nation's favorite cocktail is what they call it. Uh, It turns 50 years old this year. And to celebrate, we've dialed up London Richard, the owner, one of the owners of Sorso Restaurant in, uh, I think that's in Calgary. And he's also a bartender there. Hey, London. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. So Sorso is in Calgary, right? Uh, we're just in Airdrie, actually, you're just outside of Calgary. Okay, in Airdrie, and you're one of the owners, right? I am, yeah. Awesome. So, hey, I saw you quoted recently in an article about the Caesar, um, and I thought that was interesting, and there's a couple of different reasons why, but um, you know, National Caesar Day, 50th year since it was invented. Do you know the background on it? Uh, I do, actually. The, uh, the original Caesar was created... Uh, in Calgary at what used to be, I believe it was the Calgary Inn Hotel, and it's now the West Inn Hotel. And it was created by, uh, actually it was a chef that went to Italy, and uh, he had a dish called Pasta Vongoli, and then when he came back to Calgary, he wanted to reinvent it, and he actually did it as a cocktail instead of a, of a pasta dish. Oh, yeah, and I was reading, you know, I, I didn't realize this, that Mott's Clamato is actually made in the States, but most of it is sold in Canada. It's still a Canadian product. I don't care what they say. <laughs> it's amazing, though, London. You know, when I when I travel, if I go down to the States anywhere and I ask for Clamato, they look at you like you have three heads or something. It's like they most think we're of them crazy. don't know. Yeah, yeah. They think we're crazy. Out there, it's all Bloody, uh, bloody Marys. They, they don't know what they're missing. Now, what is it about the Caesar that you love so much? You know what? It's. I mean, it is the, the, the true Canadian cocktail, in my opinion. Uh, what I love about it is just how versatile it can be. I mean, you can pretty much do anything you want with it. As long as it's got Mott's Clamato in it, you can call it a Caesar, and it's going to be good. Okay, now I know. So tell me at, at Sorso um, what you make your Caesars with, because I, w- I was reading articles today, and my colleague Ryan Jesperson and I had a half an hour long conversation about Caesars this morning, because I, I've, I've seen them, you know, vodka, gin, uh, whiskey. I've seen bourbon Caesars, which are actually quite good. Uh, tequila Caesars. What's your favorite? Oh man, um, I actually I was just in a Caesar competition last week because um, they host a uh, Mott's host the best Caesar in town competition every year, uh, which I've won in the past and I've also been a judge for it. Um, this last uh, last week they redid the competition and I re-entered as a participant and ended up winning oh. uh, doing a Canadian whiskey Caesar. Oh, okay. So will you, can you share the recipe with us? Oh, it's crazy elaborate, but <laughs> this year I went with like a Hawaiian inspired Caesar. Cause again, like even though the Caesar is a Canadian cocktail, my goal is to get the Caesar to be so popular that when you end up going to the States, everybody knows what you're talking about and everybody has one. So whiskey, so, are we talking like Seagram's? Are we talking yeah, Mount Logan? What, what are we talking? I, I used, uh, actually, what did I use? I think it was just uh, Canadian Club, to be honest. Okay, some CC, yeah. Yeah, so it was Canadian Club. I used, I made like a, a Maui Worcestershire sauce. So it was basically <laughs> just a house-made Worcestershire that I have at my restaurant. And then I incorporated uh, like a Maui sauce into it. 
Um, I did a, a ham fat and apple puree in there to kind of oh get gosh. that Hawaiian, Hawaiian flavor going to it. And like a sesame, uh, sesame soy sauce as well. And this one won. This one won, yeah. I'll be competing on July 12th at the Calgary Stampede for the finals. Okay, so London, are you going to stick with this recipe or are you going to try something different? Oh, I'm going to do something even bigger and better. <laughs> I know you don't want to you don't want to tip anybody off, but can you give us an idea of what bigger and better might be? Uh, there's a good chance I serve it in like a coconut, I'm thinking. Oh. Yeah, I might go with like a Caribbean thing. I won't I don't want to give too many details, but I'm going to go I'm going to go all out. And that's what's great about a Caesar though is like you can be super crazy with it and you can do the most elaborate garnishes you can think of. So, I'm going to go big on this one because if you win this one, uh, they host in Toronto. They host like the best Caesar in Canada competition, and unfortunately, Saskatchewan has won that two years in a row. Really? Even though the Caesar, yeah, even though the Caesar's, you know, Calgary-born, it's Alberta-born, uh, Saskatoon. I think has taken the uh, taken the trophy home two years in a row. So this year, I'm I'm aiming to bring it back to Alberta. Okay. Well, London, I'm going to be cheering you on uh, for this one. Give me an idea. You said you've also been a judge in this competition. What do you believe makes a good Caesar then? Um, it's got to have balance, right? I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you still want to know you're drinking a Caesar, so you got to have that Clamato really come through. Um, you want, obviously, to taste the spirit behind it, so whether you're using vodka or you're using Canadian whiskey or whatever your spirit of choice is, you want to make sure you're tasting it. Outside of that, you're just looking for something unique. Mm, okay. Um, one of my uh, one of the restaurants I like here in town, Meat, they have a bourbon Caesar, which I found really, really fascinating as well. One of my favorite Caesars, a friend of mine used to make it, and she uses a lot of lemon juice in it, fresh-squeezed lemon juice, and uh, I, I've always really enjoyed that as well. Definitely. Um, you need to have uh, citrus in your Caesars. Okay. And some people um, like the horseradish. Is that a yay or a nay? Pickle juice? All of these things. I mean, that's just it. I mean, you, you just built an amazing Caesar right there. Horseradish, <laughs> lemon juice, whiskey. You can do whatever you want. I guarantee you it's going to taste good. <sighs> okay. No, London, here's a question for you. And by the way, we're talking with uh, London, London Richard. He is a, a Caesar aficionado, uh, has won contests, has been a judge, but also uh, one of the o- owners at uh, Sorso and Airdrie. He's a bartender as well. Um, uh, garnishes or no garnishes? Absolutely. You need to have a garnish. And how big? As big as you want it to be. I mean, the great thing about a Caesar is it's also like, you know, a meal in a glass. Okay. I'm always disappointed if I get if I order a Caesar somewhere and all I get is a celery stock with it. That's what the, that's what the Americans do. Okay, but here's the thing. I mean, some of it just seems to be like way too much. I saw one out of a restaurant, I think, in Vancouver today that uh, I think it was like $99 and it looked like an entire lunch. There was jerky, there was a burger, there was you name it. Everything was on it. That, that might be a little over the top, but I mean, if you're going into it with a hungry belly, why not? <laughs> why not? Hey, you know what? Uh, after the night before. So why do you think a Caesar is better than a Bloody Mary? And let me ask you this, because here's the thing. I, I traveled to New Orleans quite a bit, um, and I love a, a good Bloody Mary as well. But it has to be with more than just uh, tomato juice. It has to be with um, one of their, uh, one of their like their version of Clamato, but not cl- yeah. clam juice. Yeah. Is I think it's Zing Zang, and it's really, really good. <laughs> good um and and so why do you like um a caesar over bloody mary i mean a bloody mary not you know not to belittle it but it's just such a basic drink you know (laughs) there's not much complexity to it um 
I, I suppose it can work as your hangover cure because it's typically high high sodium. But really, it's just such a basic cocktail. There's no there's no depth behind it. There's no layers. There's no flavor. I mean, if I'm going to be drinking something that costs ninety nine dollars, <laughs> or well, you know, I want it to have some complexity behind it. I want it to be more than just vodka and tomato juice. I have to ask you this, uh, London, because it's been fascinating to watch, especially over I think the last five years or so, about how. Um, cocktails have really um, taken on a, a world, a life of their own. I mean, you know, for you know, we, I see smoked cocktails. I see it's it's really truly an art form for many bartenders these days. Um, you you've jumped onto that as well. Why do you think that is? Is it just part of the dining experience? I mean, it's just the evolution of life. You, it, being a mixologist or a bartender or a cocktail aficionado, whatever you want to call yourself, it's no different than being, you know, a, a Michelin-rated chef, right, or a, a Red Seal chef. It's, you know, beyond just going to McDonald's and having a burger, you can have a filet mignon, right? Mm-hmm. There's just a whole art form behind it. There's a science behind it. There's a beauty behind it. And I, I think, you know, just as human nature, our palates have evolved to go beyond just wanting to have, you know, a simple burger, just like you don't want to just have a simple Ryan Coke. There's so much more flavors out there in the world. I mean, why not Why not play with it? Why not experiment? What is your favorite? Okay, so Caesar aside, what would be your favorite drink to make and your favorite drink to uh, enjoy these days? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> not, not suggesting that I drink too much, but I definitely drink fair amount. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, uh, look at the job that you do, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, I have to taste everything exactly. before I drink it. Yeah, um, I'd say my most favorite cocktail to make is probably going to be an old-fashioned, mm. strictly because it, it is such a simple cocktail when you think about, like, the, the ingredients in it. But if it's not done right, it can be terrible. Or, you know, if you know what you're doing and you get the right, you know, mixture of flavors going on, then it can be one of the best drinks you've ever had. And it's just, you know, finding the right bartender knows how to make the right old-fashioned. What's your bourbon of choice? Ooh, that's a loaded question, too. <laughs> <laughs> my, my home bar has about, you know, 50 bottles of bourbon on it. Um, definitely a big fan of Woodford Reserve. Yep. Definitely a big fan of Four Roses. But mm-hmm. you can never go wrong with uh, local distilleries either. Uh, I know in Calgary there's a distillery here called Burwood that they just released an IPA whiskey, which mm. is super cool. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of like, local distilleries opening up in the near future as well that are going to be doing a lot of whiskey programs and rise and whatnot. I was uh, I was lucky enough uh, recently to be over at a friend's house who um, actually had gone down to uh, the Buffalo Trace Distillery and uh, purchased a barrel. Uh, so it was oh, a si- yeah, a single barrel select, and um, he had made um, old fashions for us and had put. Um, uh, like a raw, not like candy licorice, but like a raw licorice in there of some sort. I didn't even know what it was. I had to ask him. It was it was probably, I don't know, about a quarter inch across. But boy, did it add a really interesting flavor to this to this barrel uh, or to this bottle. But anyway, it was really neat. Uh, it was really neat experience. And, and just because you might appreciate it, got to try some 20-year-old Pappy as well. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, well, I'll make you a deal. You guys come to my restaurant. You can make me that one and I'll make you mine. All right. It's and a then deal. we'll compare notes. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> London, uh, enjoy your day today. Happy Caesar Day in Canada. Best of luck in the competition, and I'll be following you along um, uh, at Sorso underscore Lounge on Twitter. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thanks so much.
Thank you for having me. You betcha. That's London Richard joining us this afternoon. It is National Caesar Day. The Caesar turned 50 today. The Canadian drink that was developed 1969 at the Calgary Inn by a restaurant manager named Walter Chell. Of course, uh, traditionally made with vodka, Clamato juice, Worcester sauce, hot sauce. How do you say that? I say it Worcester. Is it Worcestershire? Worcestershire? Worcester, uh, hot sauce, and, uh, you know, a celery salt rim and glass garnished with lemon or lime and a celery stock. But as you know, there are so many more uh, garnishes on there right now. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, on the other side, just finish up the conversation on National Caesar Day with a gal by the name of Michelle Lassard. She travels the city. Edmonton, my friends, to find the best Caesar. Her Instagram account is at Yeg Caesars. There's a Twitter account as well. We'll talk to Michelle next. National Caesar Day. Our next guest has made it her mission to find the best Caesar around. Michelle Lassard is the woman behind the Yeg Caesar account on Twitter and Instagram. She joins us now. Happy Caesar Day, Michelle. Hi, Jalen. Happy Caesar Day. <laughs> okay. I have to ask you, what is it about the Caesar that has that you love so much? <laughs> it is a bit crazy, isn't it? Um, I like the taste of it. I like that you can make it in so many different ways. Um, years ago, growing up, people always had the same basic Caesar, celery, salt, celery, clamato, Tabasco, a couple spices. But now there are, there are so many different kinds and so many different flavors. So it's actually fun to go to try different Caesars all over the place. Which so my mission was to go in Edmonton and find them all. And again, you can follow her uh, journey at uh, Yeg Caesars, both on Instagram and on on Twitter. And actually, it's funny because that's where you bumped into my husband one yeah. afternoon, I think, downtown. <laughs> yes. And, yes I, and he told me, he says, you, you know, she just kind of goes around and, you know, tries all different Caesars. I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun and it can be very time consuming. So I'll go out with friends and I have to take my picture, gather information, ask a bunch of questions, and then it takes forever to make all of the posts. So, yes. Yeah, it is. It, it can be a lot of work. So how is yours? How's the favorite one of yours? What would it include? Is it, a, is it vodka? Is it tequila? Is it gin? What is it? You know, I have probably a favorite of each. Okay. Um, Boston Pizza has a really good whiskey Caesar, and I hate whiskey, but I will drink that one. Um, I do like gin Caesars. I like tequila Caesars. El Cortez um, always makes me a good tequila Caesar by special request. Um, I like the Cafe Amore Caesar for... They, they put pickle juice, they put horseradish, and they have um, meat on it, and a pickle and an olive. So you can't go wrong with that one. Um, yeah, there's just there there are so many different ones in the city now. And when I first started, there was hardly anything. Who has your absolute favorite? Putting you on the spot, Michelle. If I had to pick, um, probably the Cafe Amore one. Really, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was a big prawn in that one as well. So it had all my favorite food. (laughs) You know what? Some of the uh, garnishes, I think, are going quite over the top now. I was just talking with, uh, with, uh, oh, my gosh, what was his name? London. uh, London Richard. He's a bartender at uh, Sorso Restaurant down near Airdrie. And he's competed in in the Caesar competitions. And he has no problem with it. He's like, the bigger, the better. Well, you know why? I think it's because of social media. 
Mm. Um, people want to take pictures of their drinks, and if they're if they're boring, people aren't going to post them. Yeah. The more extravagant and wild they are, the more likely they're going to get posted, and that's publicity. Yeah, I mean, just a plain old uh, stick of celery is is not all that uh, interesting. Jesperson and I had a big conversation about uh, this this morning. You can hear it on the announcers uh, on the weekend, uh, and he was very much and he's he's very specific about uh, you know his favorite kind of of Caesar, and he tells me uh, that his his wife Carrie makes one that also has some red wine in it yes i've had one like that really and i think it dan Aykroyd has a recipe uh, for this as well i'm like oh really i'm not so sure about that depends on how you make it i had one at, cafe, uh, at parlor i think parlor cafe parlor restaurant um downtown they had a red wine caesar and it was actually really good but they took it off the menu for some mm. reason uh, meat uh, downtown uh, in uh, just, just off White has a bourbon uh, Caesar that I quite enjoy as well. I thought it was interesting. I heard that in the last segment, and I have not tried that one, so that's on my, my list of to-dos. That's on the to-do list. Okay, before I let you go, uh, what would be the perfect garnish for you? Oh, um, silence. Probably shrimp. Oh, a big really? Pond. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just because it's seafoody, right? The clamato and yeah. the, the prong go very well together. Very interesting. Very interesting. Do you like a Bloody Mary at all? Yes, I do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> the best one ever was at the Superdome in New Orleans. It cost oh, really? a fortune, but it was so good. So good. Yeah, there are some good Bloody Marys out there. Michelle, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having some fun thank with you, me for this segment. And uh, we'll keep on following you and keep having fun. I hope to bump into you soon. Thank you so much. There you go. Michelle Lassard is, uh, is, the, is the name, is the voice behind at Yeg Caesars on both uh, so on social media, on, on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow her and have some fun. And it's really quite interesting. If you're into, and I know not uh, everybody is uh, into drinks or, or whatnot, and uh, I'm not saying that you have to be or you should be, but if you are, it's interesting the the number of uh, mixology sites that are, are out there now uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Just before uh, we uh, head up to the top break for the news, a couple of things. Caesar Day fun facts. In 2009, the Caesar was officially declared Canada's official cocktail by Parliament. They say over 400 million Mott's Clamato Caesars are consumed by Canadians annually. Uh, when the Caesar took off, with it rose the fortunes of Mott's Clamato, which was introduced in the late 1960s. Though most Clamato is produced in the U.S., one-third of its North American sales are in Canada. Most of that is poured into Caesars, according to Mott's. I know I was on a cruise uh, recently, and I asked for a beer and clam, and the person just looked up at me and said, you must be Canadian. <laughs> 